Good morning. My News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. It's the coaches from Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville, where love is for, uh, served fresh daily, featuring fresh and made-to-order baked goods, amazing espresso and coffee drinks, beautiful breakfast, and more. Swing in for Southwest Michigan's favorite uh, breakfasts and lunches. You can check out the menu online and check out more, fullcirclestevensville.com. Along with Brett Winkowski, it's Phil McDonald. Today we're going to be talking with our area fruit bell officials uh, for for um, various sports, baseball, softball, volleyball, football, and basketball between now and 10 o'clock. We're also brought to you in part by United Federal Credit Union, Siemens and Bridgman, Rogers Foodland, Parrot Company, and Campbell Ford Lincoln Saleem. We've got the boys' uh, basketball state championships uh, coming up later on today. Throughout the uh, late morning into the uh, early evening here on WSJM, we'll start at 10 o'clock with the Division Four matchup. Tri-Unity Christians taking on Munising and uh, Division one at 1215 Detroit Cast Tech takes on Muskegon in Division 3 at 430 Flint Beecher will take on Traverse City St. Francis and in Division 2 at 645 it's Ferndale and Grand Rapids South Christian you got a haircut <laughs> you got that high and tight thing rolling yeah, out don't yeah you? I did hey it's spring you know yeah look at that <laughs> We had a couple soccer matches last night. Dwajek falls to Three Rivers 1-0 Saugatuck blinks Zion Christian 6 to nothing. you noticed <laughs> it's very noticeable, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. Did. yeah. <laughs> well, that's coming from someone who doesn't ever mean really a haircut. Dale only sees me like uh, once, maybe a couple times a year if he officiates some of our baseball games. So, I mean, if he notices, it must be very noticeable. It is. <laughs> well, we're going to start our uh, morning off talking baseball and softball with uh, Dale Yoler and uh, Brett Damaski. You guys, thanks for uh, coming in this morning. Good oh, to see you guys. Thanks for having us. It's always fun to do this. It's our, it's our pleasure. It's always fun to... Um, um, you know, talk rules and, um, you know, kind of give people a better idea of what they're seeing on the baseball field and understand what things that they don't understand fully. And just to kind of give a, a personal face to our officials because you, you get beat up from fans. And I saw a quick video uh, online where the young lady is sitting front row of the bleachers and you can just hear in the background people yelling and screaming at the, this person mm-hmm. and then the camera swings around and it's actually a basketball official and she goes I'm human too it's the entire video that was it it goes yeah. you know what that was pretty telling that's it yeah but yeah well, I don't I don't think we've ever seen an official go out there and try to make a mistake <laughs> just like i don't think you see a basketball player try to miss a shot yeah etc yeah right. exactly how long have you guys been doing this dale for baseball uh actually this is year 40 for me 35 as a registered official and then there were years when i was in high school and college that i did little league baseball and you didn't have to be registered so i wasn't oh okay five years of that so all together it's about 40 years all right now that's you know that's not top and bruce arter who's coming in later that's retired after 50 years <laughs> are you shooting for that uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> take it year by year. I take I, I, when my body tells me it's time to go. It's going to be time to go, and, and you know, I'm 67 now, so it's going to be hard to say how long I'm going to go. <laughs> Brett, how about for you? How long you doing? I started a little later in my career, so I, this will be my 17th or 18th year officiating oh, okay. uh, girls softball. I had 12 years in basketball before I kind of retired. My body told me I might need to <laughs> slow down a slow little. Slow down a little bit. Right, right. Exactly. Which I kind of miss, actually. You miss getting yelled at or you miss getting up and down the floor? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Little bit of both. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you, it doesn't necessarily apply to high school, but what do you guys think of the, you know, the, the 
the timer now and stuff in Major League Baseball. You know, I mean, I, I, they probably don't need it in high school, but no. it I, seems to speed the games up. Well, I guess, but they had that rule in place before they put the clock up. Correct. So, you know, yeah. it's just a matter of con- consistent enforcement. You know, I, I, some of the things that Manfred's done to the game, I don't, I don't agree with. But that's just me. Do you guys ever have that issue where you, you got to tell somebody throw the ball or get in the box? Yes. Do you really? Right. That's one of uh, in softball this year for 2023. It's one of our point of emphasis. Huh? Is in uh, MHSAA high school. You have like one one minute in between innings. Mm-hmm. So when the last recorded out that the batter needs to be ready up by the box and the pitcher needs to be ready to be pitching in one so, minute. Yeah, yeah in one, one minute. The third out of, yep. the, of the inning, the pitcher has to be out and complete his eight or five five warm up pitches, depending if it's between innings and All five right. warm up right. pitches. Within that minute, and there have been times when I've said to the catcher, he's, that's three, throw it down. What do you mean? I, you can't take 40 seconds to get out here. Right. Yeah. Right. you got to get moving. <laughs> yeah, and some people will walk. Yeah. Oh. What's wrong with that, man? <laughs> some of them are the human delay, yes. the human rain delay. And, and, I would, moving. and I would think because most of your fields, other than I think our ladies' field, don't have lights. So you're, you're, right. you you got to get these games in. Uh, right. South Haven has lights. Uh, Lawton has some lights. Dwy- uh, Decatur has lights. Other than that, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they spent all that money at Lakeshore to put in the turf and everything. And I said said to Paul Knuth one year, what happened to the all that money? You guys didn't put in any lights. He said, well, they used it to put mu- turf on the Rocket football field. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> they have lights? I don't know any in the immediate area that has lights, but... Yeah. Actually, that's kind of a good thing. Otherwise, they might. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I remember last year. I don't remember wh- wh- who the umpire oh, yeah, was. Too. Yeah. And because I don't know if it was you uh, or or another umpire, but they said the, the three words umpires well, hate to me. hear. That's me. We, we have, have lights. lights. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can go on We're like forever. <laughs> Um, and so, I guess it depends on the day of the week, too. If it's a Monday and they have lights, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. If it's a Friday, it's like, let's play. Right. <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's tomorrow to go do work, you know, work the three-game tournament tomorrow. But yeah. What the heck, let's play. <laughs> Are there any major rules changes that uh, people should know about that you'd like them to know about so going into the season they'll be aware as opposed to yelling at you from the stands not knowing? For uh, high school baseball, they're just a couple of minor ones. You know, we've been pushing for years that they've restricted jewelry at the high school level. They finally have gotten away from that. Oh, okay. They can now wear jewelry unless it's something offensive or something that could cause harm to the athlete or protect, you know, to, to an opponent. So basically, I don't have to be the jewelry police anymore. And I love that. That's nice. Uh, and they they uh, refine the. Does that include uh, earrings too? Yep. Because, like in basketball, you can't. No, well, I, you know, I, I can see it like in football and basketball. Yeah, that's what I'm A little higher contact sports, and, you know, football being a collision sport, gravity, and wrestling, and I, where, where jewelry should be restricted. I get that. But these kids wear base, you know, wear jewelry all summer long when they play baseball. Hmm. You know, and high school, and, and little league, you know, and the high school was the only league <laughs> for out, years huh? where they wouldn't let them wear jewelry because it's a safety issue. I've never seen an injury caused by jewelry in, you know, 35 years as an umpire, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it was nice from the, the National Federation to finally say, yeah, maybe we should rethink that. You know, umpires have been pushing for years for this. Maybe we should listen to them. So that was kind of nice. Finally, and then yeah. and the one other big one in high school is that they, 
if you watch a lot of pitchers, they have what they call the hybrid pitching position, where you can't really tell sometimes they're in, the, in a set or in the wind-up position. And, and the high school, so finally we'll find out with pitchers' pivot foot is the sole determining factor in whether it's the wind-up or the, uh, the set, as opposed to let's outlaw this hybrid position that kids have been using for years. <laughs> Hmm. So they finally modified that rule. So that that's going to probably cause a lot of confusion with coaches and, and especially with the fans who are going to think, well, that's an illegal thing. He can't do that. Uh, it's going to depend on where his pivot foot is and how it's positioned, what we do, what we what we determine. Okay. So as opposed to, like, parallel to the rubber? It's parallel to the rubber. He's in the set. Anything else where his foot is on in, in contact but not parallel to the rubber, he's in the, the wind-up and he's restricted to those um, all of those okay. rules and regulations for a set or one, depending on M- Maybe explain how you call a ball. <laughs> a ball is, is an act by a pitcher that deliberately deceives the runner. And, you know, pitchers actually attempt to deceive runners. I was going to say, isn't that And that's that the- okay. But there are certain illegal things that you do that you can't do that are, are considered a ball. You know, if I flex my knee and then and then pitch, you know, and it, you know it's a fine line, and there's other you know if I turn to first base and I don't throw with her around and I don't step off first, can't do that either. Uh, you know, and this causes some controversy too because you know kid will try to steal second base, and the pitcher will do an inside move and throw to second base, and the opposing coaches that's a ball. No, it's not because he's throwing to an unoccupied base. No, he's throwing to a base in an attempt to put out a runner, an advancing runner. That's a legal play. Depending you know, if he does it correctly, it's a legal play. I had a discussion with Forty Central's coach years ago about that, and when I saw him the next time I had him for the game, I gave him the rule reference. He goes, "You're the first umpire that's ever come back and given me that." Hmm. No, it is what it is. I I had a game at Brandywine a few years back where a young man from Buchanan, the Brandywine pitcher hitter, stepped out of the box, and the Brandywine or the Buchanan pitcher stopped. Well, I got lit up for not calling a ball. It's not a ball. My, my, my comment when he came out between innings was read rule 624, pitching infractions, and tell me I'm wrong. And he came back out a half an inning later. 20 years as a coach, I never knew that. <laughs> and, and the offense, the right. offense cannot cause the pitcher to ball. <clears throat> if okay. they do something to try to cause, stop, make the pitcher stop and cause a ball, they can't do that. We just reset and start over. And that's what a lot of fans don't understand. Some coaches don't understand. You know, there's a few more that are getting it now, but, you know. It's, it's just what the act is that deceives the runner, is it legal or illegal, and, and it's, you have to see it to know it. Mm-hmm. Run, are there any rules, uh, nudes of softball that people should know? No, not really. Dale uh, hit on, you know, uh, same with softball, baseball. The jewelry is our one of our biggest ones this year, too. We don't have to police that so much. Um, other one, big one was sportsmanship. You know, fans, you know, players. Sometimes you might see it like maybe in a basketball or game, something where kind of maybe the student athlete kind of disrespects the, uh, you know, the umpire, whoever's doing the contest. I had something yesterday in the game, in a college game I did. I had to warn they didn't like something they spouted off at the umpire right away and it's like really have no respect <laughs> right. right so yeah, it's like you know what you know you turn the table and if you know they drop a fly ball start shooing them out right yeah <laughs> you know, that like, would be nice <laughs> and they come out the bat hey aren't you the one just I, I, right i can tell you stories yeah i bet you could yeah well i mean you've seen in society there was a, the girls basketball game in college between memphis state and bowling green 
and the, the girl for ladies through the basketball. No, she cold cocked. Yeah, punched her. Punched her. Knocked her to the ground. Right, right. Yeah, file charges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll take a break. More coming up from Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar. It's the coaches, and this week it's the um, uh, the referees and the umpires. On New Stock Sports ninety four point nine WSJM. One size fits all? There's no such thing. Life isn't that standardized. Everyone is different. When it comes to medicine, truer words were never spoken. Sometimes a prescription for you, a loved one, or even a pet require compounding to avoid an allergic reaction or even converting from a solid pill to a liquid. Rogers Pharmacy fills compound prescriptions. A service that causes some to drive out of town to fill is happily provided by your family-owned food store and pharmacy. Rogers Foodland, the family food store. 2022's been a great year for Cornerstone Alliance, which also means it's been a year of growth for Michigan's Great Southwest. In 2022 alone, the Alliance has cultivated over $53 million in new capital investment right here in Marion County. That's a significant amount of investment that is going to create new jobs, newer tax base. We've helped existing businesses expand. We've been out trying to attract new businesses and talent to the area as well. Chris Frank, Vice President of External Affairs at Cornerstone Alliance, says it's all because of the local support. We do a ton of things under our umbrella, but every single thing we do is because of the support that we get from our investors. So every single dollar that is given is turned right back into the community. And I always say when Cornerstone Alliance wins, we all win. For every dollar given, our investors have directly impacted the lives of every single resident, every business owner, every taxpayer, every child in Marion County. Consider investing in everyone's future in Michigan's Great Southwest today. Learn more at GoMichigan.com. Underwritten in part by Cornerstone Alliance investor Arcadia Gardens Landscape and Design. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love, and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home, too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind, cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at FullCircle.com. See you soon. We love you. the coaches on Newstalk Sports 94.9 WSJM at Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville. We're talking to our friends from the Fruit Belt Officials Association. This segment we're talking baseball and softball with Dale Yoder and Brent Demosky. For both of you guys, and you know, I know we've, I think we bring this up every single year, but for folks that maybe haven't heard the show before, they're hearing it for the first time, are there any rules, uh, if you want to put it that way, or any situations in softball or baseball that people misunderstand and they think you always get the call wrong but you actually know they're the one who's getting it wrong because they just don't understand the interpretation I think the biggest one in softball I think is the DP flex rule (laughs) Uh, where you actually have an extra player in the lineup there's 10 uh, student athletes or whatever playing the game you can actually but you have to declare it at the beginning of the game when you have the uh, umpires meeting that hey we're going to use the deep utilize the DP flex on our team. Both teams don't have to do it. It's a coach's choice at the beginning of the game. Gives them an extra player in the lineup. The biggest advantage of is maybe if they have uh, two pitchers. So your DP is actually your uh, offensive specialist. You know which is a. Uh, 
your better at bat person and your flex would be the one that plays defense for the DP. The DP doesn't play defense, but the flex player does. So they can switch in and out of the game, but the flex is the defensive specialist and she plays the field. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> so do you still bat nine? Yes, you still bat nine. Well, correct. Having, you have a tenth player. Another version of a DH, kind of. I think so. Yeah. When I mean I think I'm not familiar with the baseball rule, but yeah. Uh, basically, in the DP, since she's an offense offensive specialist player, she can actually come in and play defense too for one of the other nine girls that are out on the field and it's not a charge substitution yet in high school. In college it is because college you have to every spot or position on the field you have to have the right player in that position. Whereas in high school it's not recorded as a substitute say like your shortstop can go switch positions with your second baseman say the shortstop boots two balls in one inning or three balls coach says hey go play second base and your second base person comes over to play shortstop now in high school that's a legal maneuver as far as your defensive players in college that wouldn't be there you're restricted to your position where you're playing yep Hmm, that's interesting yep and the biggest uh two why is is because even the major league they can switch around yeah, I don't know <laughs> about that. But the two biggest positions, of course, are your ki- catchers and pitchers mm-hmm. positions in softball. So they, they have to be in their right place when they're playing. And they also That has to do with a courtesy runner situation where they can have uh, girls come in and run for them, substitutes that are not in the game to run for them. So, so you see that quite a bit where they have runners for their pitchers and catchers? Yep, pretty a lot of times, yeah, unless the coach just doesn't have maybe only one sub on the bench. But, yeah, you still can. Our lady's not going to have any DP or. Oh, no, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> right? Or courtesy runners. Right. If they have one, a lot, sometimes they'll still use them. You know, it kind of helps speed up the game, too, especially if the catcher just got on base. Mm-hmm. She has to go change into her catcher's gear and stuff like that. So they'll say, hey, let's get a courtesy runner for her. And, do you see numbers in softball? Because you've done it quite a few years. Do you see the numbers dropping with participants or staying the same or improving? I think it's, I, you're seeing a decline a little bit, especially in this area. The biggest thing, you know, like if you umpire, like I umpire some summer, summer travel ball and that, you know, uh, if you get outside our areas, still see it, it's pretty predominant. But what is it? Our summer league programs is what's fuel or feeds your like high school programs and stuff. And there's, I think between like Lakeshore and St. Joe are really your two biggest uh, areas around in our communities, neighboring communities that has Brandywine uh, Niles area has a nice like Fireman's Park and that where they a good feeder program for your high school up upcoming high school players. So. misunderstandings and on the baseball side? Well, we discussed the one with the block rule because a lot of people don't understand that one. Um, the strike zone. You know, they, they really, you know, people, if that box on TV that you when you watch in college or high, especially professional baseball, they put that little box on there. That box is so wrong, they need to get it off. It's just it's yeah. not an accurate representation of the strike zone. And a lot of people don't get that. Uh, yeah, probably force play slide rule for you know when you can slide into a base and when you can't oh, okay. how, you, how you can you know legally or illegally uh, 
How can't you slide into a Well, you cannot slide in to deliberately interfere with the fielder making a play. If you do and you do it incorrectly, you know, a legal slide is one uh, either head first or on one leg and buttock, as they say, directly into the base. You ever have it where you see runners deliberately putting that the yep. shoe up with the spike? Yep. And that is illegal, and sure. the, that runner's out, and so was the guy going to the batter runner going to first oh, base. Oh, so it's a double play. It's a double wow. play. Oh, okay. Wow, it's, that really is a good penalty. You, you, <laughs> you punish the wrong door. <laughs> yeah. And so some somebody, people don't understand that one either. And there's, you know, a few other things. But. If somebody's sliding into second base, they say two feet wide of the base, but their arm is extended to hit the base. Is that an illegal slide if you're looking to take out a uh, In high play? school, that would be considered illegal. Okay. He's got to be directly into the base. Okay, yep. good to know. Same for softball. Uh, softball, as long as you're within, a, you can a body part can reach the bag on your slide. Say like a leg, or a lot, a lot of times now you're seeing that avoidance slide yeah. to the like the right field, the outside mm-hmm. part of the bag. As long as they're within an arm's reach of the bag, that's a legal slide, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to have intent, like take a player out. Yeah, and, and in baseball, if they slide away from the play, they try to avoid the player and slide away from them, you know, that's, that's probably something that as long as he can reach the base, I might let that go. But, you know, if he goes into the player, I've got to determine was it a legal slide, illegal slide, you know, what effect did he have on the play? Right. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up as we talk baseball and softball officiating here in Southwest Michigan. It's the coaches on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Erin Bennett of Final Design Kitchen and Bath, and we were looking for a couple of vehicles, one personal and one for the company. My husband and I went down to Campbell Ford, talked to Jason, who we've worked with in the past on previous vehicles, and he's wonderful. He's just always so easy to talk to. He gets us. He understands what our needs are. And we walked out the next day with two vehicles. And so we are ready to go. Thanks to Campbell and Jason and all of his team. Thank you so much. Campbell Ford Lincoln Celine, where the best bottom line is always at the state line. Fresh air starts with a boat or RV loan from United Federal Credit Union. Whether you're looking to camp out under the stars, spend your days fishing, or head out on the great American road trip, your next adventure is closer than you think. Take advantage of our great low rates and limited time special offers today. Visit unitedfcu.com slash fresh air to learn more. United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Insured by NCUA. Equal Opportunity Lender. Enjoy Easter Sunday with the family at the Easter Brunch Buffet at the Inn at Harbor Shores. Open 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. inside our Harbor View Ballroom, featuring breakfast action stations, carved meat stations, desserts, and more. Just $10 for children ages 2 to 6, $22 ages 7 to 12, and $45 per person ages 13 and up. Reservations are required by calling 408-9108. Or enjoy the a la carte brunch menu at Plank's Tavern from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Why your radio will always be important in your life. You can drive with us, cook with us, run, walk, bike, the list goes on and on. In the end, you can always rely on your radio. We're equipped with backup generators to keep you informed. Radio provides service to you and your community. Free music, free news, free entertainment every single day. Midwest Family. Local. 
the coaches on News Talk Sports, 94.9 WSJM at Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar. We're talking baseball and softball officiating with Dale Yoder and Brett Demosky and our closing uh, couple of minutes here. Before, I, I wanted to, you know, ask you guys to uh, to give, you know, some advice for anybody who's looking to get into baseball or softball officiating. But beforehand, um, you know, Dan Bowers was going to be our uh, next segment talking volleyball. He brought up, in, in some cases, where a softball field is all artificial turf, and you've had situations like at Lakeshore where you have to know how to slide on, on that, Brett. Explain, because you could easily overslide a base, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's players or uh, schools, actually, you know, that are not used to the artificial turf. So when you go to slide, you know, your runner from first to second, they may slide late. So when you hit the turf, it's like almost like on ice. You don't speed up, but you can't stop. You know, and you slide right through the bag. You know, they're not aware that, hey, i got to slide maybe a couple maybe even three feet sooner than what you do because when you hit the ground i mean you don't stop you just continue to slide so <laughs> yep. especially even in baseball right. sometimes they even the players that play on that field all the time forget <laughs> right slide yeah. a little bit late <laughs> yep. so they're grabbing on to try to try to slide past it you know and you can but you can tell the difference with with teams with that have artificial turf when they play on a lot they they, they kind of know they get used to it and the teams that come in for, for that day are like it's been a while since i've been here he, uh-huh. he Right. Yep. So anybody looking to get into uh, officiating, and you know, in this case, baseball, softball, what are you know? I, I guess you know, recommendations you can make for them, or advice you can give them uh, to become a new official. You got to get registered with the MHSAA. Uh, contact your local association, whether it be us at the Fruit Belt Officials Association, Southwest Michigan Officials Association, you know, Kalamazoo, Van Cal Area Association, whatever it is, get your local association, uh, join join that association, and they'll con- they'll put you in contact with the baseball, softball trainer, volleyball trainer, whoever it is, to get you to get you going on that sport. You know, things that you can do, get you some training, get you some rules right. knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, and in a few years, you know, a couple of years, you'll be ready to go. Right. I'm actually meeting a new official today here after our show about quarter to nine or nine o'clock. So just moved here from Illinois looking to get games in high school. And I know that he's registered already. So it's always glad we're always glad to see new officials, you know, because there is a shortage around not just in the state of Michigan, but in the entire, you know, nationwide, the 50 United States. Everybody's just uh, screaming for new officials. I mean, uh, last year, like. I go sometimes go to Florida for college to kick off your season or whatever, and they were doing games, college games, with one man official. Wow. Yep, not Division One, but this was Division Two and Three. And can you imagine? Not knocking anything against high school, but the student athlete at the college level is a little faster, stronger. The game is a faster paced game, and you're trying to cover all three bases and maybe a catch in the outfield, and you got to watch for runners tagging. And I'm like. I couldn't imagine being that official in that situation, but and there, there have been schools, not necessarily in this area, but with their with their JV programs that have only been able to get one umpire. Okay. You know, and and you're trying right. to cover high school, you know, mm-hmm. you have baseball field, right? With one umpire. I can tell you, I've done it before. It's not easy. No. Well, I guess finally, finally, it, it, let's say for example, if I became a registered softball baseball referee mm-hmm. and as long as you guys have been doing it you've worked with first timers oh yeah right. if i'm out on the field with you 
for the first time, and you see my I look like I'm deer in a headlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are That's you still what he sees when you show up on the show, right? This guy again. <laughs> What's your advice to me, just to say, you know, look, calm down and yep. just exactly just, just focus on the right. play, watch it develop, replay it in your mind for a second or two, and then make your call. Okay. No, it's nothing till you call. Make sure you saw what you saw. Make your call. And if you have questions, you know, sometimes I'll do this. You know, flat my hand between. It's a, well, I know you all know what I'm meaning between innings. We'll talk, and I can give you some other things mm-hmm. on positioning, slowing down, whatever, to help you out. That, that's what I'm here for. That's, you know, I was talking to a young official last night for about half an hour on about a couple of rules test questions. That's how you learn. He said, "Well, thanks for your time. It's, it's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do as a baseball trainer. You know, I, that's my job to do it, and I'm happy to do it for you." So, you know, you seek out the older guys and ask right. for their help, and go watch other umpires. You know, and I, right. I tell a lot of the younger guys, if you've got a day off, find some guys in your association that are working in your area and go watch. Even if it's for, you know, just four, five, or six innings, and if you have a question, go to the fence between innings and ask them. Talk to them. You know what? No That's one ever tells people right. to come watch our show. Listen. No. <laughs> no. There's, a, there's no. a comment about a what? face made for radio. There. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think for softball, I'm always happy to see a new official or to work with somebody, you know, to help them along, you know, so that that they can further their game. And usually if I, the key is I like to have a good pregame meeting with them before, even if it's a veteran official, depend on the magnitude of the game. Sure. It's like, hey, you know, let's make sure we, uh, you know, go over some r- routine plays or, hey, where we're going to be on the field and maybe not be so we don't have two officials maybe covering a base. And then if I'm working with a newer official, my thing is it's like – is there something maybe you have a question on or you're uncomfortable with, like during a game? Let's, let's pick on one. I didn't say pick on, but let's work on one thing today, just one. Let's not look at the overall picture. Let's try to improve just one thing of your game today, and let's uh, focus on that for the, the entire day. And I said at the end of the day, or if it's two games on a doubleheader, it's like, hey, how do you feel? Did we work on that? Do you feel a lot more comfortable? A lot of times they're like, yeah. So do you, you don't want to work on like three, four things. Is right. Let's just work on one thing today and prove on that. And don't, so. don't try to read the rule book in one day and know the rule book in one day. That's not going to happen. You know, as soon as you get your rules book, start reading it a section at a time and digest it. Take the rules book, read it, that section, and then go to the case book and read the same section and get some interpretations of the rules. You know, and digest that, and then go back a day or two later and move on. Don't you can't sit there and read a rules book. You got a copy of yours. Look yeah. how thick they are. You can't read that in one day. Yeah. Yeah. You can't read that in one day and know that in one day. It no. takes it takes weeks and weeks of study. You know, I, and there's still things that you know I'll go back to the rule book and look at to make sure I got it right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's worth yeah. it. You know, and that's when I can say to a coach, read rule six two four on pitching and fractions, and tell me I got it wrong. Oh, I didn't know that. That's why I get paid, Coach. <laughs> well, if you want to become an official, it doesn't matter what the sport is. That's why you know we've got some fantastic veteran officials that will mentor you, guide you, and help you in any way uh, you Absolutely. can. So you know, don't uh, you know feel scared to to do it, and you're going to be you know laid out to slaughter or anything like that. You've got uh, some some folks that really help you along. Guys, thanks so much for coming in this well, morning. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having us this morning. Thanks, yeah, guys. Enjoy thanks it. for everything you do. Yep. Thank you as well. All right. We'll All right. take a break. We'll come back and talk volleyball. Officiating next on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at fullcircle.com. See you soon. We love you. News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM Signature Dealer Group and Berrien Springs Public Schools are proud to present Academic Challenge. Every week, area schools compete head-to-head virtually in a one-hour quiz program. Catch video of the competitions posted Mondays on the WSJM Facebook page and tune in to hear Academic Challenge Sundays at 6 a.m. Supported by Cook Nuclear Power Plant, Lakeshore Public Schools, and Life Vision Eye Care. Employers, it's becoming harder than ever to find quality new employees. Now you can learn a fresh new approach to recruiting. Midwest Family and the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber present Recruitment on the Rocks, Happy Hour with Hiring Solutions. Learn our secret system for recruiting success to recruit and keep amazing employees. Join us for this free event with great appetizers and a free drink. Tuesday, April 25th from 4 to 6 at the Shadowland Ballroom in St. Joe. Space is limited. Get registered at ontherocksinfo.com. Where can you find good information on all kinds of topics related to the well-being of our student-athletes? Check out the health and safety page of the MHSA website. Learn about multi-sport participation, heat and hydration, cardiovascular resources, as well as insurance benefits available for our students. It's all on the health and safety page of MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Skies today will be cloudy. We'll have rain showers to start your Saturday, but as colder air works its way in a little later, that rain will mix with snow, even briefly change to all snow. Our high temperatures ultimately make it to right around 40, but again, falling this afternoon. Snow accumulation only expected to be around an inch, mostly cloudy tonight with lows right around 30. I'm WSBT 22's Lynette Grant. the coaches on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM from Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville along with Brett Wachowski. It's Phil McDonald. It's the coaches but today it's the officials as we talk area high school um, refereeing and uh, officiating umpiring and we turn our attention to volleyball and Dan Bars is with us and Dan you know not only does uh, volleyball but basketball as well. Are those the only two sports you do something in the spring? Softball on the track. Oh, you do? Oh, wow. so you're a track starter, too. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it keeps me busy. Yeah. I think yeah, 90, I did 90-some events last year. Holy How many? Smokes. 91 or two, I think. In track? No. Oh, total. Oh, okay. All sports. I thought you did 90 track. I'm no, like, that's like <laughs> one, every, one every four days, I guess, all year. <laughs> no, that, that's without doing much in the summer or anything. Which, so, which of those is your favorite? You know, I ran track in high school, and I really like doing track. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a whole different thing, you know. Uh, I talked to one one official. He, he said I did one track meet. I was bored, and you know I just enjoy being with the kids. And you walk the track around and and uh, you know just help them start. And it's like all sports too. The lower level, you're you're helping them more to to learn what to do, um, and you know 
It's like everything. I did one. Uh, I was a clerk for Bridgman Meat last spring, and the weather was like today. Mm. Absolutely miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so cold. And you're like, why am I here? Well, uh-huh. But, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, so, I, sum- I, I enjoy volleyball a lot. <laughs> during the summer, is it hard to get used to having downtime because you're so busy most of the year? No, when I look at this summer, you know, I've got different things going. and <laughs> So there is no and, downtime. Yeah, you know, it's you got a camper waiting to be used. <laughs> you know, got to go out. <laughs> Good trouble. you. Would you like my brothers and I did two years ago? We did Route 66. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to do that. Took our Pathfinder and our trailer with four beds, four oh. Brothers, nice. all in our sixties, and uh, that would be still arguing. Uh, we got along. Yeah, okay. nine, nine day trip from Chicago. They all came to my house. Okay, the nine day trip from from Chicago to L.A. Wow. And then it was my vehicle. So guess what? I had to drive home. Oh uh, man, and the rest could fly back. home. Okay, I'll say they flew back. <laughs> so another six days driving home. So for volleyball, how long have you been officiating volleyball? I mean, can you- about twenty years. Okay, uh, close to twenty years. Actually, um, I got to double check some things. I last Saturday I got to go to Michigan State for the girls D one finals and got my twenty year plaque. Oh, for congratulations! And you know, you heard before about uh, Bruce and thirty oh, years yeah, Bruce, and yeah. fifty years, and you know, one guy who was there was forty five years got recognized. Another one got for thirty years. Um, so yeah, most of the time. I started with with basketball, but then got into volleyball about twenty years ago. All right, you know, in volleyball, how do you, you when watch my daughters in high school and college? Probably one of the biggest things people will say something about is when the, the double hit happens. Yep. How do you determine and or decide if it's double hit or not? Well, the first thing is, you know, way back earlier in my years of volleyball, they changed the rules dramatically. You know, we went from. Uh, scoring only when you served to rally scoring, oh, right. which in middle school is a huge difference. <laughs> it could take forever. Real quick, though. <laughs> it could take forever to get. You know, they keep serving out and serving out, and nobody scores a point. Um, but but uh, at the same time, then you know they change rules. You could hit the net before it would, if you hit the net, it was a bad serve. Oh. Okay, um, and then and then it was now now you can't block a serve, but on a block. Or a receive of a serve, there is no double hit. Correct. So that you can block it once and go back down and bump it up again. Off the that, that explains it because okay. I've seen that a couple times yeah. ago. Didn't she hit it twice? Yeah. That's it's, it. That's legal. Okay. Likewise, if you're receiving, you go down to receive it, normal dig for it, and it hits your hands, off your hands, or mm-hmm. your wrist, and then off your body, that's still legal. Oh. So so that's a, that's a big thing there. Now, the second one, which should be now setting it, that's the critical one. And there were discussions that that rule would be uh, taken away for the second hit, which would make a world of difference, because that's the critical one. And that's where... Um, those who have played volleyball, those who have coached volleyball, may be a lot stricter than than those of us who didn't do so much. You know, we played some recreational volleyball and had fun doing it and, and, and enjoy the game and watch it. But what you really do is focus on the hands. Do the hands come together? And are they, you know, 
pushing it off. So they're not catching and pushing it, because that's illegal also, illegal contact, or a double hit where their hands weren't together, one hits and the other hits. So that's what, you know, as a, an official, I've really worked at trying to train myself to watch the hands, uh, especially on that second hit. You don't watch a rotation on the ball a little bit? Or? A few years ago, again, that came out and said, yeah. no, don't watch the rotation okay. ball. That's, that's, not supposed to, you guys that's not supposed to be the judge. I mean, I'll check it sometimes to see that I get it right. Yeah, because <laughs> you know? the ball will spin yeah. differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. And, and sometimes, you know, a good legal hit will still spin, depending yeah. on how it comes off your hands. So you've got a, two officials for a volleyball match, one up on the stand, one at, uh, at floor level. Are there different things that you're looking at depending on where you are? Absolutely. Um, the interesting thing is you're the up official. Um, most people don't realize this, but in, in a full match, it goes like to 25 points or, you know, 23, 25, or maybe a few extra points. The up official, the R1, can blow his whistle 100 times. For his, or you blow it twice for every point. So you got 50 points, that's 100 times. That's a lot of whistleblowing. I think more than any other sport, um, if you're the down, so you're watching, you're watching for, for that, you're watching, uh, both officials are watching differently. Um, let's, let's take care of the up official first. So you're watching the serving team. Okay, that's when you start. You start focusing on the serving team. Are they all in the right spot? Okay, server, right spot. Okay, you whistle for the serve. They have 10 seconds to serve it. Usually isn't an issue. Some middle school that take forever to, they got to bounce it 20 times first and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Getting ready for it. But, but, um, to watch that, make sure the server's foot is out of bounds when they serve. You know that you've got a line judge also watching the same thing. Um, then now you're focusing more on the ball, okay, uh, where the ball is, and then watching, as I said, for the hands. Okay, you want to watch the hands wherever it's coming in there. You, uh, you also need to be aware of who's in the back row, where your libero is, or libro, whichever way you pronounce it. Um, because they can't attack from the front in front of the attack line, mm-hmm. and they can't they cannot attack the ball above the net anywhere on the court. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's you know different things there. So you have a tall libero that could you know do a back row attack. They can't do that. In fact, if I were a coach and I had a tall one, I'd tell them, you know, hit it overhand, yeah, but don't keep your feet on the floor. Don't jump. Don't jump. Yeah, wow. because your hand, you know, you're tall enough, your hand's going to be over the net at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the down official is primarily focusing on the net. Okay? You, you watch, you check the receiving team, make sure they're in the right place before the serve. Okay? And now you're primarily responsible for the net and making sure nobody's in the net. You're watching that um, for attack, you know, where they come into the net because... The, the R1 is looking down and watching maybe it's a back row play and something comes in the net. So um, you're, you're trying to catch that also that extends below the net, the foot crossing the line. Uh, it can be over the line. A hand can be on the line. Any other body part cannot. So, um, you know, that that that's the other thing. And it can be over but not past it. Okay. So, so, and sometimes what you'll see, you know, somebody makes this really great move, and they come come in from the net, and they come around and and, and dig it out or bump it up nicely, but their foot's they, they and their you know their foot went out of okay. across as they right. as they did that. So, um, those are those are two huge things to look at. I guess if I were talking about other things, the rotation is a critical thing too uh, that you're both concerned with, but but it's only at the time of the serve. 
then they can move wherever they want. Oh, right. Okay, but they have to be in the right order mm-hmm. up until that point. But for attacking the back row camp. All right. And that's... All right, we'll uh, take a break. More coming up as we talk volleyball officiating with Dan Bars. It's the coaches from Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Normal? New normal? Just what does that mean anyway? This is Jeff Parrott from Parrot Company. We hear it all the time from our clients. There is no normal right now. Workflow, staffing issues, supply and service delays, then your copy or printer starts acting up. We find most of these issues are simply network or user related, but don't fret. Our veteran support team will quickly troubleshoot and get your office back up and running fast, much faster than the out-of-town companies. Local service versus out-of-town service. Compare it to Parrot. For years, people ask, is this Carrie? I say, no, it's Mike. Can I help you? I hear it too. Is this Mike? No, it's Carrie. Now we're hearing it. Is this Carrie? It must be Mike. No, it's Casey. Yeah, I've got it the worst. They ask for Carrie, and I'm not sure if they mean me or my dad. It may cause some confusion when you give us a call, but having four generations serving our community since 1902 is a huge source of pride for all of us. Thank you for trusting our family, providing comfort solutions for your homes and businesses. City Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, keeping you in your comfort zone. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot. These are the voices of NADS. I pay for streaming video, cloud storage, streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It is a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope. For millions of people, there is radio. Radio? Radio. With zero down and zero per month, radio delivers all the music, news, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my credit card number. It's 5462. Shh, don't speak. When you listen to WSJM, you'll never need that. (laughs) This is so wonderful. Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. It's the coaches on Newstalk Sports 94.9 WSJM from Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, where everyone is welcome and love is served fresh daily, featuring fresh and made-to-order baked goods, amazing espresso and coffee drinks, beautiful breakfasts, and more. Also brought to you in part by Siemens and Bridgman. See Siemens and Bridgman today, and you'll be really glad you did. We're joined by Dan Bars, a longtime uh, volleyball official, also does a track, also does basketball as well. And you may have already brought this up, Dan, but, you know, we always ask the officials from uh, an official's standpoint when it comes to fans, what maybe in volleyball is the most misunderstood thing where they think you get a call wrong, but it's because they just they don't quite understand the interpretation? Well, we talked about double hits before. I think that, that's uh, probably a critical thing that that uh, and and um, the beginning level too. I, you know, here's when, when they're beginning, you're going to call things a lot less mm-hmm. uh, on that because you're trying to get let the girls play, get used to playing, and yet you try to advance according to the level how tight you're going to call it um, for for the double hit, uh, for nets, um, for serving even. You know, it sometimes depends on a gym. If you're in a small gym for elementary kids, you may you may not even worry about the the serving line too much and you tell the line judge i'm gonna let this go you know um the very beginners fifth and sixth grade often they'll let them serve shorter 
you know, yeah, come up, up, come up, which is if you're on a main court, usually it's about where the free throw line is. Sure. Um, other courts, Christ Lutheran, some of the Lutheran schools and so forth, they, they've got a mark, a, another things. line marked on it on the court for them, um, you know, because they start there. But I, I think that's probably a big thing. Um, Rotation errors, you kind of catch that, you know. Um, to me, that'd be hard to track those rotations. Oh, I, I, I don't know how you guys I know, do. I, I see your little, I don't know, looks like a horoscope thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, you've got your pad of. Actually, your actually, hope. yeah. There's one or two things we use. Uh, if you're the R1 or the R2, you're the down official. You keep a, you keep the, a list of the of the players yep. either on a card where you've got them in number. You write the subs in, or use a wheel. Right. Uh, okay. The wheel's really handy because you can see across who's opposites, and and if you rotate it in the right position. Uh, that's always the key thing, keeping the right position. Then you, you can make sure you've got everybody in the right spot. You also are checking to make sure you have the right server. Yep. Okay. okay. Uh, rarely an issue, but sometimes, you know, it comes in there. Um, need to understand about the Libra. That was the other thing. You know, they can, they're a back row specialist. They can't attack in the front. They can't set the ball in the front. Um, overhand set um, from the front there. Uh, you know, there's certain restrictions there. They can serve in one spot uh, for one player, uh, but they can substitute for any player in the back row. What about contact with the net or underneath the net? Because I've seen that even. They're like, well, no, they hit it. And... Yeah. Well, you, you know, you're looking to see did they did they contact the net? Now, hair is not part of it, so if their ponytail whips around, that, that helps me out. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You're uh, safe. That, that's why. Well, so are you <laughs> iron tight, you got going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so that's that's uh, that's one thing to understand with the that part. But uh, yeah, anything that, that follows through on the net uh, and turn, they catch sometimes. I'll turn and catch an elbow in the net or something. What if you're blocking and the and you're going up and the ball from the opponent hits the net and then because of that it pushes the net, the net into you into yeah that would block wouldn't wouldn't be now the nets are generally tight enough when you're top on top of the net down below it might might be right. a case where it comes in there yeah what about that, underneath yeah. the net can you get one foot underneath the net or nothing it has to be it cannot pass the line cannot pass the line okay so the, the, the center line yeah it can't be passed Any if it's it? if a part of the foot's over the line you're still okay okay same thing with the hand okay okay the whole foot yeah so the bigger the foot <laughs> so i'd never have a problem <laughs> now, now i know um when a team serves the ball the receiving team you do not have to hit it with your hands to go over the net i've seen i've seen where kids have put their foot out yeah and it's it's a good another rule change a number of years ago yeah. you know it used to be anything below the waist was an illegal hit oh uh, anything okay um and then they took took that rule away and and now you know you can use a legal hit with your foot soft your knee whatever anytime anytime yep so you'll see that sometimes you know you got an errant one coming there and somebody sticks out a foot and pops it up so okay. And, and both officials and the line judges should be looking to make sure it didn't hit the floor first, you know. Right. Um, same thing with a, a pancake, you know, where they're diving for it and trying yeah, to would, yeah. get a hand on it. So so I, I guess finally the question I asked uh, Brett and, and Dale, and I'll ask you, if, if I'm a first-time volleyball official and I'm working with you and it's my very first match, <laughs> it, what are you doing to call me down and just say, you know, look, just look for this, do this? 
Well, I'll tell you, my first match was uh, all by myself at a middle school match. <laughs> so, oh my God! And I think I think that's often where we start. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, it wasn't like a St. Joe Lakeshore middle school right. match. Right. It was in Bridgman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that can be pretty intense even on middle school level. Oh yeah. Um, but but uh, you know. It's like those guys said too. Watch matches, you know. Watch. I like to watch the college, you know, Big Ten Network. There's yep. a lot of the volleyball games. I like to watch it. Sometimes I wish they'd show the officials more, so all you could right. see could see their signals and all that uh-huh. sort of stuff. Um, if you're there as an up official, you're gonna the, the advantage if you're that R1 all by yourself. You got to blow the whistle, okay? Because it's like every sport. Basketball, especially, you gotta blow the whistle. I want to say this one thing about recruiting. Though, I thought about this last night or this morning. The people that we would like to encourage to come would be some girls that have played or ones that have been involved in coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not doing it anymore, come. It's good to do it. You know, if they're in college not playing volleyball, uh, wow. What an opportunity! They played high school volleyball. Get a, get certified. They can make some really nice money in a in a part time gig. You know, right? Uh, in volleyball, you, you pretty know much know what to expect. And night tournaments are different, but you know, the, the, and it does, it does vary because of our our rules. You know, it's best two uh, three or three out of five. Sure. And sometimes you go two, and sometimes you go, you know, five five, and, and you know so, but. But those would be people I would really encourage, you know, as I said, to sign up uh, MHSAA.com and uh, get in touch with our association. They'll get in touch with me. I had a couple of guys after our last meeting talk to me and said, hey, we'd like to get into it. So, nice. you know, if you, if you enjoy sports and you, you want to learn volleyball, even if you've never really played it much, um, you know, there's things to learn. There's a lot of things. I'm still learning a lot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. Come and join us. Yeah, yeah be great. Please do. They need you. Yeah, and you know you're giving back because without the officials, there are no games. Dan, thanks so much for coming in, and, and thanks for everything too. Yeah, you're thank welcome. You very much. It's been a pleasure to do it, and thank you guys for calling us yeah, in our, our a couple pleasure. times a year to yeah. <laughs> chat a bit. We appreciate that. All right, we'll take a break. More coming up from Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar. The coaches on News Talk Sports ninety four point nine WSJM. At Sturgis Bank, it's our people that make the difference. Meet Joe Dick, commercial lender for Berrien County. I'm in my 38th year. My dad was actually a banker. He encouraged me to uh, pursue a career in banking. We're filling that gap that's been left by the void of the big banks. We're going to support the community that supports us. As a commercial lender, that's been one of the most rewarding parts of my career. Two young ladies came in to me and said, we don't like working for the big company. We want to start our own thing. We need some money to rent an office. Nobody will lend us any money. We made them a small loan, ended up having a multi-state enterprise. When they sold their business for a lot of money, they came back and reminded me, remember, 20 years ago, we came in, we didn't have any money. You took a chance on us. You are kind of part of the success, and that was very rewarding for me. Visit SturgisBank.com to meet the commercial lending team here to help hometown businesses. Sturgis Bank, let's grow home. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Spring has sprung at Siemens in Bridgman. Shortage of new vehicles? Not at Siemens. They have over 125 new vehicles in stock with more on the way. Siemens has been beating up on the factory to send more vehicles, and they've been successful. Drive to Bridgman to see the fresh, new selection. But hurry, these sharp, fresh new vehicles won't be around long. The great selection of new Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Mazda vehicles is waiting for you. See Siemens in Bridgman today. You'll be really glad you did. 
Enjoy Easter Sunday with the family at the Easter Brunch Buffet at the Inn at Harbor Shores. Open 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. inside our Harbor View Ballroom, featuring breakfast action stations, carved meat stations, desserts, and more. Just $10 for children ages 2 to 6, $22 ages 7 to 12, and $45 per person ages 13 and up. Reservations are required by calling 408-9108. Or enjoy the a la carte brunch menu at Plank's Tavern from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's the coaches on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM for Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville. Also brought to you in part by Rogers Foodland, your family food store. Faster, easier, friendlier. I got to imagine at Rogers Foodland we could uh, find some of these snacks that Steve Petlick brought in for us. I'm telling you what, he sets us up every he year. Does, We're every like year. the uh, guinea pigs. Yeah, tell them The Sunbelt uh, granola bars? Yes. Sunbelt okay, sun granola bars. Where are they made out of? They're they're uh, they're made by McKee Baking, which is the parent Tennessee. company for Little Debbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, you got us hooked on uh, those chips two years ago. I remember we we <laughs> had it out for spring us. break, and we've been buying them ever since. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't want you guys to waste away to nothing. You know? <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially me, especially Brett. Yeah, especially I was Brett. concerned about him. <laughs> We're always concerned about him. <laughs> always in more ways than one. <laughs> we always appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. It's a it's an honor to be here. And you've been officiating for how long now, football wise? Uh, this will be my 25th year of high school football coming up and be my 28th year of high school baseball. All right. So you started baseball. What got you into wanting to do football? Um, I was approached by a football official, and he was putting together a new crew. Oh, okay. And he he said, you know, you do a nice job in baseball. You ever thought about doing football? I said, not really. (laughs) So, you know, I talked to my wife. I said, what do you think? And she said, well, you got a crazy work schedule. You umpire a lot of baseball in the spring and summer. You know, are you you up to doing football? And I, I said, yeah, I think I'd like to try it. She said, you know what, try it for a year. If, if you don't like it, mm-hmm. you don't walk away. And it, first game, man, I got hooked. Hook, line, and sinker. Wow. Have you have you done every position as far as officiating goes, line judge, back judge? I, I have. What's the most difficult, do you think? You know, each each position has different responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm currently the referee on my football crew, so I wear the white hat. Uh, my job is to work to the throwing shoulder of the quarterback. If I have a, if I have a right-handed quarterback, I'll work, you know, to his right side about a 45 degree angle. Okay. Anywhere from 12 to 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. If I have a left-handed quarterback. You know, I'll go to the other side. Okay. Um, on the snap, my job is, my, my key is the, the left tackle and anyone okay. that threatens the quarterback. All right. And my job is to keep him safe. Right. You know, with that said, you know, they put in that rule where they could throw the ball away once they got out of the tackle zones. Yes. I, I didn't see quarterbacks use it that much this season, past season. Did you? Not much. A few times. Yeah, a few, but I thought it would be more of it. I was, you know, during the broadcast, I was talking that it may take a few years for the next generation of quarterbacks to get used to that rule. Yeah, I, I think the, the kids for so long 
didn't have that luxury mm-hmm. of being under duress and throwing the ball away. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them will just turn and throw it into the bench, and, and that's intensely grounding. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, you know it's got to get to the line of scrimmage. But, it, no, it, it, it's a good rule. I mean, it, it, I, For safety reasons. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every sport is low on officials for for football. The max amount is seven officials on the it field. It is. Now, do you are you normally still go seven, or because of lack, are you down to like six sometimes? Well, we use our crew is five. Oh, it is. Uh, the the conferences in our area made a decision several years ago that they only want to see five officials. They, they if you bring a sixth, some of them won't pay any extra hmm. so you would have to pay that sixth official out of your pocket you know okay. split split your checks up uh some conferences are just adamant about don't bring a sixth guy wow mm. okay and I, I tell you what having a field judge 20 yards downfield uh on the home side of the field mm-hmm. and uh a side judge 20 yards downfield on the visitor's side it makes the field a lot safer yeah, 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 better coverage. That, so when you, when you had the five, are you giving up a back judge then? Oh, no, no, no. You'd, you'd have your referee yeah. who works behind the quarterback. You have right. the umpire who works, you know, seven, eight yards off the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. You have two line of scrimmage guys. Okay. The line judge, you know, on the home side, the head linesman on the visitor's side on the chains. Then you'll have your back judge. Okay. okay. All right. And then when you get into, like, districts, does the MHSAA say we're going with seven? You don't. You know, the, the first round is pre-district. Second round is the district final. Third round is your regional. You don't move to a seven-man crew until the semifinals. Oh, okay. And then the final. So the crew they that they put to, the crews they put together for the semifinals and finals um, will work together on the final. They'll do a semifinal. You know, on, a, on the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving weekend, they'll, they will work again as a state final crew, oh, all seven. So a crew in the state finals has done a semifinal the previous week. Together. Yes, they, oh, okay. yeah, which is really good. Yeah, that now, makes I know, sense. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I know you've done quite a few state finals, haven't you? I, I've done two in football and four in baseball. How fun is that out there? Like to be on Ford Field in that environment. I mean, I know it's not eighty thousand or sixty thousand, but it's still got to be loud in there and it, fun. It's awesome, you know. But it, it's amazing. It seems like you, you kick off and you're packing up and going home. The, oh, the games yeah, seem to go by so fast. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of intensity. I mean, those oh, games sure. are important to the they kids yeah. and and the and the communities. You know, they're from and the fans and, and they're important to the officials. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a reward for hard work, just like and you good know, ball. and like the the teams are rewarded for playing well and, and getting to that point. Right. All right, we'll take a break. More coming up with Steve Petlick as we talk football officiating here in Southwest Michigan. It's the coaches on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM-FM, Benton Harbor, St. Joseph. Friday night's devastating tornadoes in Mississippi are now blamed for at least 23 deaths. According to state emergency officials, they say dozens are missing. The damage extensive in Sharkey County. The house is gone. I guess it, it threw them, it threw them uh, uh, through the wall or whatever. It's rough. There are about 90,000 reported power outages in Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. 
U.S. officials tell ABC there have been two new attacks on U.S. bases in eastern Syria. A U.S. service member was injured in one of them. On Thursday, an Iranian drone killed an American contractor that led President Biden to order retaliatory airstrikes. Two people were killed Friday. Nine are missing after an explosion at a chocolate plant in West Reading, Pennsylvania. The cause is under investigation. And two migrants were found dead. At least 10 had to be hospitalized after they were found at a sweltering freight train in Texas, not far from the border with Mexico. Brian Clark, ABC News. Skies today will be cloudy. We'll have rain showers to start your Saturday. But as colder air works its way in a little later, that rain will mix with snow, even briefly change to all snow. Our high temperatures ultimately make it to right around 40, but again, following this afternoon. Snow accumulation only expected to be around an inch. Mostly cloudy tonight with lows right around 30. I'm WSBT 22's Lynette Grant. The coaches on News Talk Sports, 94.9 WSJM or at Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville as we talk to our friends from the Fruit Belt Officials Association, talk high school uh, sports officiating, umpiring, refereeing, officiating. Right now we're talking football with Steve uh, Petlick. He's called a couple of state championship ball games and, uh, and such. We ask you this every single year, but most understood, misunderstood, I, I should say, rule that people, that fans... You think you get a call wrong, and it's not their fault, but they just they don't know the interpretation of a rule. Well, you could start with holding, and, and the second <laughs> and, and the second one is the horse collar tackle. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. In in college or, or or pro ball, if you grab you know the, the nameplate up around the, the neck, the, ne- the yeah. back, and you jerk backwards or to the side, it's an immediately called you know a 15-yard horse collar tackle by high school rules if you grab and jerk backwards or to the side but the ball carrier falls forward it's not a penalty huh he's got to be actually dragged backwards or the side to the ground but if you grab and jerk but he still continues i mean i've seen kids get grabbed up high and jerk backwards or the side, and, and they regain their footing and run for another eight, ten yards. There's no penalty, so everyone's screaming horse collar and still moving forward. Still moving forward, and I think eventually, it, it seems like the National Federation of High Schools are always a couple steps behind the college and pro rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And, and <laughs> yeah, um, holding is—is is it at the point of attack? Does it make a difference if you're running a sweep to the right and the left tackle holds the right defensive end on the other end of the line? You're going to call that? Is he going to make the tackle? Probably not. But you want to get holding where it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, our crew worked the this, St. This Joe Portage Northern game. And on the snap, I've got the left tackle and late in the game. And there was a, there was a battle going on. The... Um, the Portage Northern defense and St. Joe's defense and the two offenses, it, it was a battle. It was a, you guys, you probably worked the game, Brad. It was mm-hmm. a high-scoring game, and late in the game, probably about four minutes left, and I think Northern was probably down by a couple scores. Uh, St. Joe's on offense, and the left tackle actually just grabbed the St. Joe right defensive end and, and just grabbed him, and then it was a takedown. 
I'm using a flag in there. And the Portage Northern coach is yelling our headlinesman. He goes, he hasn't called holding all night. Why now? Well, because it was a penalty. <laughs> right. I, mean, I mean, it was it was like a wrestling takedown. So, yeah. I, I mean, you have to judge. And also, too, one thing I look at, if there's a hold and the, the kid being held is within a step of the quarterback when the ball's released, yeah, I'm probably going to get him for a hold. Mm-hmm. And then you watch, you know, three-step drop seven-step drop. If it's a hold on a three-step drop where he immediately just goes back and tosses it and there's a hold, probably not going to call that. But if he does a seven-step drop and there's a hold and and uh, that defender's within a step of the quarterback, I'm probably going to get him. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean and, and also, too, on a running play. It, you know, if, if the right guard holds, you know, the left tackle and they run up his back through that hole created by, you know, the holding, yeah, we're, we're probably going to get that. Mm-hmm. As, uh, you know, I know obviously in pro, you know, they've moved the umpire to the other side of the ball. Now. Any thought or talk about doing that at the high school level? I doubt it. Okay. I, I and they doubt moved it. them for safety reasons. Well, actually, in, in pro ball, there's still an umpire. You added that that center official. Oh, they added. Okay. Yeah, that umpire is still. If you watch, he's still there on the defenses by by the linebackers. Okay. But they've just added, and and so as the college, you know, they've added that extra official okay. in the offensive backfield. Okay. And then you know, if people are looking and say, well, how much money do I or could I make doing that? What what do they uh, officials get for like middle school, JV, and varsity? And I know it varies somewhat. But just average. Well, the good news is this: the upcoming football season. I, I mean, officiating fees are going up. Yeah, Phil says that's bad news. <laughs> I'm not saying all. I'm the one who's going to get the heat from the business office. Like, <laughs> you're, you're probably going to see like middle school games in that that fifty to sixty dollar range. Okay. Uh, a freshman, I think next year a freshman game, most of the area schools will be paying like seventy. Okay. Uh, the JV game will pay eighty. Okay. And I think the varsity rate is going to be in that one fifteen, one twenty range. So pretty substantial, mm-hmm. you know, raise across the board. So you know, for people out there, you're doing a service to help the kids and the communities have games. But they're not asking you to do it for nothing. Sure. You're going to get right. compensated. I, I mean, at the varsity level, our, our crew is at a site an hour and a half before game time. So, say, for instance. You bring them food, too? Oh, no, they bring us food, oh, okay. <laughs> usually. We did a game last year at Jackson Lumen Christie. Okay, so you drive to Jackson, you're looking at the better part of two hours. Yeah. I, I think we left about quarter to three. Uh and we were there, like, at 5.30. Do you have, like, a range of where you'll go for a game outside uh, of the playoffs? Our, our football assigner will ask us, you know, is there any place you haven't been in a while that you like working at? And we did a, we did a regional at Jackson Lumen Christie a couple of years ago, and, and they've had, they have a history of really good football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they won a state championship again, again last fall. New stadium, too. And, oh, it's beautiful. Turf field. And, um, yeah, Don said, hey, we'd like to do a game at, okay. at Lou and Christie. And mm-hmm. funny story about that game we worked. And they're playing Battle Creek, Harper Creek. And before kickoff, uh, one of the, the priests from one of the Catholic parishes there in Jackson 
asked everyone to join in a prayer, and he prayed for the safety of the football players and the safety of the fans traveling, you know, home from the game, and prayed for good sportsmanship and, and so forth and so on. And Lumen Christie scores, boom, right off the bat. And then Harper Creek comes back, boom, boom. They go up 14 to seven. And after the touchdown, one of the Harper Creek kids said to one of the Lumen Christie kids, it doesn't look like Jesus is helping you now. <laughs> well, I think Jesus heard their prayers because <laughs> it, it ended up like 49 to 21. Oh. <laughs> Lumen Christie. So it's just funny things to hear on a football field. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's an honor and a privilege to work the games. Yeah. Because ninety nine percent of the people involved in high school athletics are rock solid and they're pretty cool. Yeah, they are. Every once in a while, you have to deal with an issue, but it, it's fun. How do you like being mic'd up now in some of the high school stadiums? They have a mic like you hear in college and pros. You know, excuse me. Um, I noticed a couple years ago in the MHSA state finals mm-hmm. at Ford Field where they were announcing the, the culprit on a penalty. Mm-hmm. They would say holding number 62. Oh, right. So I talked to Brent Rice at the MHSAA last year before our first varsity game at Gull Lake because you know I got emailed, you'll be wearing a mic tonight. And I said, is that the proper protocol to announce you know the offender by number? And he said, absolutely. You do it in basketball, you, you know, in, in other sports. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't have a mic, you know, I will, you know, holding number 62. And, okay. you know, the, the teams, they chart their penalties. So we make sure that the sidelines know that who the offender is when, when we throw a flag. For, for me, I, and when Phil and I did the games together, we, we never announced who did them because example 62 is never going to get the ball to run it he's never going to catch a pass sure. he's never going to get only time his number is going to get announced is when it's bat in yeah. basketball everybody on the floor has a chance yeah. to get their name announced for something other than a foul sure so that's why i don't do it i know phil kind of felt the same way yeah i mean we do it yeah we do it to the years. stadium you know yeah. we do it to the stadium you know Holding number 62. That way, they, you know, the, the teams know who the yeah. foul's on, as well as the fans. I guess yeah. two, two final questions. Number one, you, you say, you know, the, whatever your position is as an official, you've got your designated area that you're focusing on. Like, with you being the head referee in the backfield, you're focusing on where you're supposed to be focusing on. If you see something that's outside of your area, they go, I think that was a penalty. Do you call it, or you go, well, it was the other guy's area. I'll leave it up to him. Say, for instance, a team's running a sweep, mm-hmm. and say they're running a sweep to the right. I follow that play, and maybe uh, it's going right at my head linesman, and he doesn't see. There's, there's a lot of things moving, mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts, that there'll be an illegal block, maybe behind or, or close to the ball carrier. And he's got that ball carrier really up tight and his, you know, his lenses all of a sudden become really right. small. Yeah. I'll throw that flag in okay. there. I figure. I, I mean, I'm not going to throw it downfield 40 yards. <laughs> but yeah. but we, we wear microphones in earpieces okay, right. as a crew. And like I, like secret service agents. Yeah, absolutely. You put yeah. your hand up there, shades yeah. on. And, and I'll say, man, that sure looked like it was 
you know, a push off on, and and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. was that a push off? Did that receiver push off the defender to make that catch? Right. So sometimes I'll be the devil's advocate. You know, did you see that? Was that a was that a hold and restrict where, you know, the guy downfield grabbed the defender and, and turned him? No. Mm-hmm. That's a hold. Right. Yeah. And then finally, your advice if you're going to be working with somebody who's doing their very first football game, what what are you doing? Just kind of calm them down and get them into the flow. Of he things. brings them sun. Oh yeah, sun belt the sun belt, Yeah, exactly. How's that? If, if it's a new official, we will first of all we work scrimmages before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get out on the field, even even just take an official out, and and usually a new official will work as the umpire in the middle of the field, and, yeah. and we're like, I like that part. Don't, don't throw a flag and don't blow your whistle. You know? we'll, we'll, we'll kind of say, hey, let the game come to you. The biggest okay. thing is let the game come to you and, and make sure what you call shows up on film because, you know, all these schools record their games mm-hmm. and you can defend a, a penalty or something crazy uh, when it's on film. But you know what? We we work with guys, try to get them involved at the lower levels, right. get them out there in the rocket football field, get them out there on the middle school football fields, and learn all they can. And, and we support them. And, and my crew's really lucky. We've been together now, all five of us, probably 10 years. Wow. And everyone in our crew has worked at least one state final. No kidding. And, you know, I've worked, two of us have worked two, and Don East, and he's been doing football 30 some years now. He's, he's worked four. Wow. So That's it's great. pretty cool. That is cool. And, and you know what? We, we try to work at a high level, and the game is important to us, but we also have a lot of fun. I mean, we stop and have dinner after the games, and, you know. There's no holds barred in our group, you know. <laughs> we sit down for dinner, you know. <laughs> I can imagine after working that long together, there wouldn't be. Well, we appreciate you coming in. And in all honesty, the kids, the coaches, and the fans, they're lucky to have you. Well, we're looking for officials, yep. and everyone knows that. We're looking, you know, the focus has kind of switched from that young guy that's, you know, was a high school player and then went to college, and now he's starting his career. And that was, that was the person we were after because we need young blood. But what happens is, is that guy soon after gets married in a couple of years, starts having kids, and then leaves the sport to help raise a family. And I get that. Now we're looking for those empty nesters. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guy that loves sports, loves football or baseball or, or basketball, that would probably be a really good official. And his kids are like in college now. Those are the guys that, and I hope they're listening out there, that say, you know what? Mm-hmm. He's onto something there. Yeah. And, and they're mature and they're dependable, and there's a lot of factors that go into being a good official. How cool would it be to be able to be on the field during the game and get paid for it? Absolutely. <laughs> good exercise, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And if you were an athlete and you're a competitor, you're right in the middle of the action. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's the best seat in the house. Absolutely. Steve, as always, uh, appreciate you coming in. And again, thank you for everything. Thank and you, thank Phil. You, and thank you All for right. the Sun Belt Bakery goods. Yes, today. these. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> these will be gone before I get back to the station. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk basketball next with longtime official Bruce Arter on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at fullcircle.com. See you soon. We love you. Fresh air starts with a boat or RV loan from United Federal Credit Union. Whether you're looking to camp out under the stars, spend your days fishing, or head out on the great American road trip, your next adventure is closer than you think. Take advantage of our great low rates and limited time special offers today. Visit unitedfcu.com slash fresh air to learn more. United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Insured by NCUA. Equal Opportunity Lender. For years, people ask, is this Carrie? I say, no, it's Mike. Can I help you? I hear it too. Is this Mike? No, it's Carrie. Now we're hearing it. Is this Carrie? It must be Mike. No, it's Casey. Yeah, I've got it the worst. They ask for Carrie, and I'm not sure if they mean me or my dad. It may cause some confusion when you give us a call, but having four generations serving our community since 1902 is a huge source of pride for all of us. Thank you for trusting our family, providing comfort solutions for your homes and businesses. City Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, keeping you in your comfort zone. Nearly 2,000 of the state's top student-athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar Athlete Award, underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $1,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Normal? New normal? Just what does that mean anyway? This is Jeff Parrott from Parrot Company. We hear it all the time from our clients. There is no normal right now. Workflow, staffing issues, supply and service delays, then your copy or printer starts acting up. We find most of these issues are simply network or user related, but don't fret. Our veteran support team will quickly troubleshoot and get your office back up and running fast, much faster than the out-of-town companies. Local service versus out-of-town service. Compare it to Parrot. Employers, those open positions aren't filling themselves. That's why Midwest Family and the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber present Recruitment on the Rocks, Happy Hour with Hiring Solutions. Learn how to create a strategic recruiting plan for your open positions and walk away better informed to attract and retain top talent in your workplace. Join us for this free event with great appetizers and a free drink, Tuesday, April 25th from 4 to 6 at the Shadowland Ballroom in St. Joe. Get registered at ontherocksinfo.com. Save up to $170 on a set of four tires after rebate. Or save even more when you finance at Bell Tire. But for just one day, Sunday, March 26, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. At Bell Tire's one-day Sunday sale. All tires, all brands, for any budget. Save up to $170 on a set of four tires. Sunday only, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you need new tires at the lowest tire price period, then save up to $170 on a set of four tires. Buy online, save time at... 
Bell Tire. Installation at a later date. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Attention. Per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free, as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by TRO Health. The coaches on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM or at Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville. Swing in in person. Check them out for Southwest Michigan's favorite breakfast and lunch spot. Or you can also uh, call ahead to order or order online ahead of time. And uh, you can swing by and pick it up and bring it home. Or it'll be ready for you for, uh, for dining in as well. FullCircleStevensville.com. Along with Brent Witkowski, it's Phil McDonald joined by Bruce Arter as we turn our attention to uh, talk about Basketball, uh, high school basketball officiating. Bruce will be here until maybe 9.50 or something if you want an autograph. Uh, the guy's been doing this for 50 years. Or they want to confront him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. That, that'd probably be closer to it. Do, do you charge for your, years ago. Do you yeah. charge for your autographs? <laughs> no. Okay, they're free. They're free. <laughs> it's good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's always good Appreciate to see you, man. Yeah. 50 years. And, and what was amazing... When you and I were talking during the basketball season, you remember your first game, where it was, who you worked with. Is it? I mean, that's still that vivid in your in your memory. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, it wasn't my first game. My first varsity game. First varsity. Okay. And what had happened was they had set me up to do a game. I was a young official, and I was going to work with a veteran official, and he didn't show up. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh wow! So they finally got a hold of him, and he and he'd gone out. He'd forgot he had a game, and gone out and had dinner with his wife, and was too far away to make it to the game. Yeah. So the JV game happened to go three overtimes. Oh my God! And because of you? No, not because of me. <laughs> I was kind of glad because I kept thinking maybe this guy will show up. Maybe this guy will show up. You know, then the AD came in and said, "No, he isn't going to show up." <laughs> So when the two guys came in, I said, well, which one of you wants to go back out? And the one right away goes, not me. <laughs> and the other guy goes, well, I will. I said, okay. And our game went two overtimes. Oh, my god! What gosh. time did you get done? Because games probably started later back then, too. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Did you ever, like, estimate how many games you've done in your career? Well, yeah, I did think about it near the end of this year, and... I would guess 2,500. Wow. That's a lot of of games, but do any of them, like, stick out in your mind? Well, that game did, my first first part of the game. (laughs) And later that year, a game I did at at Buchanan where, and that's when they had the state championship team. In the 70s, yeah. And uh, kind of lucked into the game. I'd shown up to... uh, that's when I was doing, I did some varsity games, some JV games. And I'd done a JV game and went there playing at Lakeshore. So I was on my way home and, you know, it was going to be a good game. So I showed up and Hank Giagostino was doing the game. Oh, yeah. And he goes, hey, Bruce, he goes, you have a game Tuesday. And I said, no. He goes, well, Buchanan's looking for somebody for their game against Cass. 
who had a really good team. Mm-hmm. So I went and talked to the AD, and he's kind of like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. there's some 23-year-old kid coming up to him. <laughs> well, it ended up he couldn't get anybody else, so he... <laughs> you, you heard that part a lot, probably. Yeah. Can't get anybody else. Yeah, at, fir- at first. Yep. And, you know, it was probably one of the first games that I did in a, in a packed gym. Oh. And had my first goaltending call. <laughs> you don't see that called often. No. 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 Well, in that game, they had a bunch of kids who could play around the rim. Yeah. So. And you've yeah, a few uh, state finals, right? I've done one. One, okay. Yep. Done four semifinals. Okay. Now, so, they have been both in Ann Arbor and East Lansing, or has all of them been in East Lansing? Or uh, one, well, the state final I did is when the girls still played at Battle Creek. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that, that year was the first year that they used three-man crews in the finals. Oh, okay. So that was, that was an interesting experience because... Very few people had any right. uh, had done it. Right. And so we went through a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of training to figure out what, what we were supposed to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and it worked out well. But then three of the games were at the Breslin Center, and one was at uh, Rose Arena Central. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Phil and I did some games up there. I liked them when they were at the Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was for the girls' basketball. That was for girls when they when they had to move because Michigan State could possibly host right. a women's NCAA tournament game. So Yeah. Uh, was, it, was it a big adjustment going from two-man crew to three-man crew? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was... Made it a lot easier. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah. why, that's why I refereed 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> Be real honest with you. Uh, yeah, you know, when you had had to learn different things to look for. I mean, I can remember doing, at first, you, you know, some leagues would do three-man, some leagues would do two-man. And I remember a game where all of a sudden I did a two-man game and missed a three-point shot because I forgot that the underneath official had to watch on that side of the court. Uh, <laughs> you know, where when you have three, yeah. you know, the guy underneath, he doesn't he doesn't look for that. Mm-hmm. And I had to apologize to a coach. I mean, I'm sure the kid was beyond the three-point line. I'm like, sorry, coach, I've been used to doing three-man. Mm-hmm. So, you you yes. referee uh, men's and women's. Obviously, the rules are the same at the high school level. But it, is it different to referee a ladies' game versus a men's game? Yeah, it is. Uh, guys tend to be more physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit faster game. The girls tend to be more more disciplined and mm-hmm. better fundamentally. Mm-hmm. That that has jumped out to me over the years. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. Yeah, 100%. and of course the the girls don't jump as high, and but you know it seems they play to be well. more what would have been jump balls in the ladies' game than yes. the guys' game. I, but, I bet you were happy when that rule changed. No, I like no, jump you balls. Did. So do yeah. I. I did that too. Phil still fights for it. I do. You know, and, and they're, they're so we got two of you. Yeah. Well, and, and they're they're thinking of getting rid of the jump ball at the start of the game. Oh, really? Because officials aren't any good at it anymore. Well, you don't do it. They don't do it. Yeah. Once again, right. I mean, there there was a time when 
you know, you could get so good at it. I would, especially in girls' games, I'd throw the ball up left-handed, which is my opposite hand. Just, well, just a showboat? <laughs> no, just to do something different because okay. I thought I'd gotten good enough right hand. I thought, well, I'll try it left-handed. Right. <laughs> when I was in high school, I think either my sophomore, junior year was the last year of jumping each quarter. And then, you know, jump balls on, you know, down. But, you know, a lot of the courts don't even have the circle at the free throw line anymore. They still do NBA arenas. Yeah. But not to high school or college. Right. Yeah, Yeah, Phil's still fighting for that. I still miss the uh, the jump balls. He'll bring it up. I like it. Yeah. All right. There's two. There's two. One more. That's good. (laughs) All right. We'll take a break. More coming up with Bruce Arter as we talk basketball officiating on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Hi, this is Brian Lairs with Campbell Ford Lincoln and Niles. When you walk into the dealership, you're going to find out right away it's a nice laid-back feel. Second of all, we have more inventory than any dealers in the area, which is a surprise to people sometimes because, you know, we're Niles and they don't expect that. I think right now we got about 125, 130 vehicles out there. We have experienced people that know their product, and we try to help the customer get what they came here to, to get. Campbell Ford Lincoln, best bottom line is always at the state line. One size fits all? There's no such thing. Life isn't that standardized. Everyone is different. When it comes to medicine, truer words were never spoken. Sometimes a prescription for you, a loved one, or even a pet require compounding to avoid an allergic reaction or even converting from a solid pill to a liquid. Rogers Pharmacy fills compound prescriptions. A service that causes some to drive out of town to fill is happily provided by your family-owned food store and pharmacy. Rogers Foodland, the family food store. March is National Reading Month. Again this year, Midwest Family and Lakeshore Public Schools encourage kids by reading to them during our March Virtual Reading Tour. And though we've reached the maximum number of schools we can get to this month, we encourage you to read to your kids or grandkids and consider volunteering to read at an area school. Thanks to our reading tour partner, Lakeshore Public Schools, encouraging reading to improve cognitive skills, enhance empathy, and better vocabulary. Lakeshore Public Schools, grounded in tradition. Committed. Let's read. Hey, you got any gum? Yeah, check my backpack. What's this? Oh, that's naloxone. It can reverse an opioid overdose. I decided to always keep it on me after my friend almost died. It saved his life. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. That makes me want to have it with me, too. You totally should. Check the pharmacy. It was actually really easy to get, and it's easy to use. I definitely will. Thanks. Naloxone saves lives. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. Skies today will be cloudy. We'll have rain showers to start your Saturday. But as colder air works its way in a little later, that rain will mix with snow, even briefly change to all snow. Our high temperatures ultimately make it to right around 40, but again, following this afternoon. Snow accumulation only expected to be around an inch. Mostly cloudy tonight with lows right around 30. I'm WSBT 22's Lynette Grant. The coaches on News Talk Sports, 94.9 WSJM. The coaches, Phil McDonald, Brett Wodkowski, talking uh, basketball officiating with longtime official Bruce Arter. Who, it, it, you officiated your last game. How hard was that at the very end of the game, knowing this was my last one? Or was it pretty easy? It was pretty easy. I, I had you know, thought about it a lot. And when it, got, when it was over, I'm thinking... 
good. It's over. <laughs> I don't have to you run know? up and down with these young kids anymore. Yeah, you know, I'd, I, you know, when, when I first decided that this year was going to be it, you know, I kind of, yeah, man, I'm going to miss this. But as the year went on, I thought, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to miss it, but, but it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'd come to terms with it, and and it's fine. Yeah. You know, this year, next year, I'll just, I'll go and, you know, sit and be a fan and watch and have people ask me silly questions and, you know, try, try to get me to say bad things right, about the exactly. people out on the court, you know. But. <laughs> One thing I have thought about doing at Our Lady of the Lake, what I would like to do is have, like, an assembly at the beginning of the year and bring officials in to explain the game to not just the kids, but to the parents to better understand how the game is called. If you were to do that, if you were to talk to a group of parents to explain calls, non-calls, to better educate them as far as what's going on from an official standpoint, what are some of the things that you would bring up with them? Well, one of the big things is, in, in most instances, the people in the stands have the best view of the game. Yeah, because they're on top. They're on top. You're looking down. I mean, I've, I've said for years the best place to referee a game would be from a balcony. Uh-huh. You know, and, and have it set up like, like volleyball where there's people watching the end lines and the sidelines because those would be hard to see. But from up there, you can see everything. Yeah. I mean, everything's opened up for you. You know, where when you're down on the court, you know, particularly with the guys, you know, you're looking through a bunch of big bodies. And even with the girls, sometimes something happens and a girl runs in front of you, and you just don't see it. And it happens with the boys, too. So, yeah, they have, they have to understand that, and, and we're human. You know, we'll, we'll make mistakes and try not to, mm-hmm. but we will. You know, for, for most of the guys and, and ladies, this is a, it's a vocation. It's a, part, it's a part-time thing. We do it because we love it. You know, we don't, not doing it for the money, but, you know, the money's nice. You know, what? from what little referee and I did this year, it's paying for my camping this summer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and what, what, if someone wants to sign up, what would they get paid like at middle school, freshman, JV, varsity levels? I have no idea what they pay for middle school. Or freshman or JVs, to be honest with you. I haven't done one of those games I mean, in years. I think it, you know, it, different leagues pay it you know, differently, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, like for a varsity game, this year it was anywhere from 75 to $85. Okay. And next year, from what I understand, like Steve said, it's going to go up to 110 for sure, Pat leagues. doesn't want you to keep going one more year. No, now. she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's my no. camping trips. <laughs> when, when, I, when I found out That's about it, cruise. Yeah, when I found out about it, I said, "Hmm, <laughs> maybe another year or right. two. But, but no, I I told Pat probably ten years ago that that fifty is going to be it. Okay. And mm-hmm. one thing that I always hear, whether I was doing games or now as an athletic director, fans yelling out. Three seconds, three seconds, three seconds. Explain the three-second rule in the in the paint. Well, if, if a player goes into the paint, they basically have three seconds to get out. Now, 
to be truthful, most most officials will give them four seconds, probably, and it, and especially if they're heading out. And one, and then if they get the ball in the paint, they can be there forever. <clears throat> Excuse me, as long as they're making a move towards the basket. Okay. And of course, you hear it a lot on rebounds. <clears throat> Excuse me, mm-hmm. on rebounds where yeah, you know when the ball's up in the air. Yeah. You know, all bets are off. You know, three seconds goes away. Now, is it as soon as the shot goes up, does the three-second count stop? Okay. Yeah. As soon as it goes up. Yeah. Or, you know, generally if a, if a player is making a move to the basket, you're not going to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to take a shot away from somebody. You know, you always hear in the stands too. Well, that's over the back. There is no over the back. Yeah, yeah. Phil knows that. Yeah, I learned Phil's that. Phil's the one yelling it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used to call it. Yeah, you used to call it. It was told one him. time at Lakeshore. He, I think you had done a JV game, and you come up to me. How many times do I have to tell you? There's no over the back. I was watching an NCAA tournament game. Yep. One of the guys called an over the back. I go, I got to call Bruce. Yep. He's got to call CBS. Let him know there's no over the back. <laughs> so what is the call? I mean, because you'll see it, but it's not over the back. Right. It, it, it's a push. Okay. It's a push, you know, because a player can, you know, a taller player can go reach over the top of somebody as long as they don't make contact with their body. You know, and that, that's where the foul comes is when you make contact. Because mm-hmm. you can reach over and take the ball away from somebody. But fans don't understand that. Do you go into a game intending to call a game a certain way maybe let them quote unquote let them play a little bit and after a short time thinking we got to tighten this thing up or else it's going to get out of hand yes yeah you, you try to let the kids determine how they want to play i mean yeah you can't let them just start beating each other to death but but yeah you try you try to let the kids determine the game cuz that that's what it's about it's not about me blowing my whistle. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the best game in the world is when somebody afterwards says, oh, who, who refereed the game? Yeah. You know, because they don't notice you. But sometimes you have to turn it into a free throw shooting contest. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody wants that. But sometimes things dictate that. Sometimes the coaches dictate it. You know, you get okay. a coach that's constantly, yeah, call this, you got to call that. Okay. All right. That's what you want. Watch what you ask for. That's right. Yeah. When a when a, a guy or a lady are shooting a free throw, you see, I see where the guy or lady on the line they go and box out the shooter, but and they really push them out. Is is that? Anything? That's a foul. That's what I thought. Yeah, you can't you can't just place a shooter or or anybody. Yeah, you, know, you see it a lot in the blocks where players will get somebody on their back and they'll push them out of the way you know back them out and you know that was one of the points of emphasis this year was rough play and particularly in the post when there's a block or a charge underneath i think and i was guilty of this as well uh for a while is a defender can still somewhat move and draw a charge where I think a lot of people say no I mean he moved even ever so slightly that's got to be a block no 
the, the rule is once a defensive player has established legal guarding position, which is two feet on the floor facing their opponent, they can move laterally or backwards. And as long as they don't move forward into the offensive player, then, then the uh, onus goes back onto the offensive player not to make contact. A lot of people don't understand that. But, yeah, you can move. Do you think high school will ever go two things, one to a shot clock? No. And then the second is the circle that you see now in college and pro ball. I don't think they will because it's turned. In, it's a more of a safety issue in high school. Okay. You know where, you know they don't want a, a player getting run over necessarily. So I don't think they will. They might, but the shot clock. I mean that's a lot of money for schools mm-hmm. to another absorb. operator. Another operator. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what's going on and. Yeah. And then, you know, didn't well, hit the rim, didn't it hit the rim? In my opinion, a shot clock, at least for a while, would make games go a lot longer because officials would probably have to stop the game to reset the shot clock because the person running it either didn't reset it or or something. Yeah. It, well, when we did the, and again, it wasn't their fault, but the Admirals games, where they just, you know, take anybody out of the crowd, hey, can you run the shot clock? <laughs> And yeah. every time the official comes over, no, no, you got to reset it to this and this and this, yeah. and it took forever. Right. Yeah, it hits the rim, it goes to 20. It doesn't mm-hmm. go to 30, 35. I know one time me and a couple buddies of mine went down to St. Mary's and did uh, the JV game mm-hmm. for St. Mary's women's, and they had a shot clock, which was new to us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we had no clue. And we kind of told people, you know, a student that was doing it, say, listen, you just you deal with this. Because <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so it would be something else the officials would have to learn. Mm-hmm. But I really think the cost thing would keep it out of, right. out of schools. And plus, you know, I, I think that takes away from the high school game because you have some teams that – are maybe not as skilled, and it gives them an opportunity to win a game yeah. against, you know, maybe a bigger physical, more physical team. I think so too. I mean, I would, not, I personally would not like to see the shot clock, but I don't know if I'm in the minority or not. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up talking basketball officiating with Bruce Arter. It's the coaches on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. At Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville, we serve love, and we love our community. That's why we only serve the freshest ingredients in our breakfast, lunch, baked goods, and locally roasted coffee. Source from places right here in Southwest Michigan whenever we can. We're also proud to support our neighbors by sponsoring community events and causes as often as possible. Because this is our home, too. Come on over and enjoy our one-of-a-kind, cozy little cafe located in downtown Stevensville. And join our community on social media and at FullCircle.com. See you soon. We love you. Kepler's Precision Auto Crafters of Complete Collision Center. So, Dad, what do you say we go home after school and shoot some hoops? Sure, honey. As soon as we go get a few estimates on the truck. You know, from when your hoop fell on it the other day. Uh, Dad, haven't you been listening to the radio? I'm just doing what the insurance company told me. But it's your right to choose. Okay then, smarty pants. Where would you take your car for body repairs? You know, if you had one. I would take it to Kepner's. Oh, dear. Hey, that's my line. Folks, take it from us here at Kepner's. Our daughters, like most, are always right. Yep, we 
still hear it every day. People talking about getting multiple estimates for their insurance company. But there's no need to waste your precious time. Bring your vehicle to Kepner's because it is true. It's your right to choose. And your right to choose Kepner's. Attention. Per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free, as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by TRO Health. The coaches on News Talk Sports, 94.9 WSJM. From Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in downtown Stevensville. It's boys basketball uh, state championship day. We'll have all state finals coming up uh, here starting at 10 o'clock. We'll go through that schedule in just a little bit. We wrap things up talking high school basketball officiating with longtime official uh, Bruce Arder. You've probably worked with plenty of first-timers, if you want to uh, call it that. Yeah. Newbies sure. to the, uh, the sport. What do you do when you've got somebody who's officiating a game with you and it's their very first time how are you trying to trying to ease them into doing that well you know i, I try not to overload them with too many things mm-hmm. and basically i'll tell them if something happens blow your whistle and if it's right great but if it's not right we'll fix it mm-hmm. you know but but the big thing is blow your whistle i mean Call, you know, call a foul, call the ball out of bounds. You know, don't not blow your whistle. Yeah. Cause I, and I think that makes it easier for new people, you know, to know that just blow your whistle. And if it's right, great. If it's wrong, we'll fix it. Not a big deal. good advice. I mean, high school doesn't have replay. I hope it never does. But I, it was just the other night, an NCAA uh, tournament game. It was, you know, the closing minute. And one of the commentators, th- there was not a call. It goes, if it was me, I would have blown the whistle. And then you can always correct it on replay. True. Same with that. You, you blow your whistle. And if you, then you can always correct it. Yeah, when you the can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. That's one, great advice. One thing I've always heard officials say, if you don't see it, you can't call it, too. That's true. You know, because I think. Don't coach, guess. Coach, right. That was, I was saying, you hear coaches yelling and screaming, but if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Right. Yeah. It happens. You, you know, like I, like I said, you know, people get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, when you had guys like Brett playing back in the day, you know, yeah. he'd, he'd get in the way because he was slow and dead. Never got three seconds because I was always moving to the hoop. Yeah. <laughs> it took 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a basketball player, games? yes, did you did really? one? Which one? I forget. It's a long time ago. Well, yeah, of course, it was long. Time you know. Ago. So, but it, yeah, it, it, as like, a basketball player, he's a great football player. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not disagree with that part. That's Someone awesome. found a, a, t- a video of like a, a game from '86 when we were playing Lakeshore or something like that. And the only thing my kids could comment on, they, they put it on a DVD for me, right. was how short our shorts were. That's <laughs> yeah. all the kids. Oh, yeah. They were embarrassed to watch the game because, oh, my God. Oh, I know. Um, I can remember the first time when, I, when my daughter saw a yearbook picture when I played. Look at those shorts. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they're coming back. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Kids are intentionally rolling they them were, up. Especially yeah. the ladies, they roll them up. Yeah. 
finally, I guess, you know, I think we've asked you this every time you've been on uh, on the show, how hard is it to officiate a game and not become a fan of the game? When you get really good teams, sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes if a, if a kid makes a really nice athletic play, Sometimes you want to go. High five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you want to go, yeah. But you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when, you know, when, especially Phil never when, had that happen. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no. I've seen a lot, but yeah. never, never yeah, been part so, of one. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Yeah, because, you know, the one thing I have heard from officials, you know, if it's a big game for the community or for the schools, it's a big game for the officials. Too. Oh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. if you got a St. Joe Lakeshore game, things like that, or a Portage Northern, Portage Central game. Yeah. K-Central. Or, you know, locally, you know, like, a, like say, Lakeshore St. Joe, uh, Brandywine Buchanan sure. is usually a big game. Yeah. You know, whether it's boys or girls. And, you know, back, back in the day, you know, River Valley and Lakeshore. And, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, a lot of those schools. Yeah, that was fun doing those games. Yeah, all bad. You know, you get get a packed gym and can't hear anybody saying bad things about you. Yeah, I bet that's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I never mm-hmm. thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess finally, too, when I ask players, they say they notice a difference. But, you know, certain courts are a little bit shorter than others. All They're all within regulation. But let's say you referee a game at Benton Harbor and you referee a, a game at Our Lady of the Lake. I mean, the length is different. As a referee, do you notice it? Oh, yeah. Do you? Oh, heavens, yes. <laughs> I like coming to Our Lady of the Lake. That is the shortest quarter round. That is the shortest quarter round, yeah. And as I got older, I appreciated it more. <laughs> when it's, does it change the game when it's shorter? Yes. That's what I thought. More, yeah. more half court? More half court. It's not. You don't see as much running up and down the court, I don't think, because. It's, it's easier to get back on defense. Right. Yeah. So don't don't give up your gym. Yeah. Right. Use First it to your advantage. Ex- you can't expand it. <laughs> no, there's no place to expand yeah. it. And, and maybe we can help uh, some of the officials expand their career a little bit longer. There you maybe go. Just do games at Our Lady of the Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Make that your selling point. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bruce, thanks so much for coming in and being a part of the show over the, the years. But, you know, thanks for everything that you've done. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, your, and to your family for allowing you to do all those. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that was a big thing. I mean, particularly when the when the girls played in the fall, which I think it'd be nice if they went back to that too. I know, but it's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I missed out on some stuff because that's when my kids' birthdays were and my anniversary. But my wife just she goes, "Okay, we'll do it on the weekend," <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think, and I mentioned to Steve and the other guys too. The kids, the coaches, and and the fans are lucky to to have guys like you. Well, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and And some might argue that too. (laughs) As the saying goes, without the officials, there are no games. That is true. And Phil found that out in football this year. Yeah, got moved all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I wish. I wish more people would get in and, and officiate. You know, you have a lot of officials up in the stands. And I wish, you know, we'd get some of the younger guys, you know, after they get, get done playing. But 
you know, big thing I hear is I don't want to get hollered at. It's like, come on, you get hollered at everything you do. And you talk about the younger guys. There's, you know, one younger official. He's done a few of our games, Case and Kearns. He does a nice job. He really does a nice job. And if we can get more... You know, guys like that and ladies yes. like that to do games. Yes. The game is going to be better off. Should, should encourage your athletes to yeah. get into it afterwards. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm going to work on them. There you go. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Phil. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up, getting ready for state championship games on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Spring has sprung at Siemens in Bridgman. Shortage of new vehicles? Not at Siemens. They have over 125 new vehicles in stock with more on the way. Siemens has been beating up on the factory to send more vehicles, and they've been successful. Drive to Bridgman to see the fresh new selection. But hurry, these sharp, fresh new vehicles won't be around long the great selection of new ford chrysler dodge jeep ram and mazda vehicles is waiting for you see siemens in bridgman today you'll be really glad you did enjoy easter sunday with the family at the easter brunch buffet at the inn at harbor shores open 10 a.m to 3 p.m inside our harbor view ballroom featuring breakfast action stations carved meat stations desserts and more just ten dollars for children ages two to six twenty two dollars ages seven to twelve and forty five dollars per person ages 13 and up reservations are required by calling 408-9108 or enjoy the a la carte brunch menu at Plank's Tavern from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That is going to wrap things up for the coaches here on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. We want to thank Dale Yoder, Brett Damoski, Dan Bars, Steve Petlick, and Bruce Arter for joining us talking high school sports officiating. And again, if you want to know anything more about becoming a high school sports official, you can always go to MHSAA.com or also the website for our local association, the Fruit Belt Officials Association. It's FruitBeltOfficials.com. You can check out all the information there to become a registered game official. Doesn't matter what the the sport is. Maybe it's basketball or volleyball, football, baseball, softball, track uh, starter, cross country starter, wrestling as well. Uh, they need you. So check out more fruitbeltofficials.com or mhsaa.com. That is going to do it for the coaches. Again, we've got uh, boys high school basketball state championships coming up. Our first game tipping off in probably about a minute or so. Houston Inc. taking on a Wyoming Triunity Christian in the Division Four state championship. Division One is at 12:15. Division Three is at 4:30. Division Two at 6:45. It's all straight ahead here on uh, News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM FM, Benton Harbor, St. Joseph. From the Pat Moody Studios, this is News Talk Sports 94.9. WSJM-FM Benton Harbor St. Joseph. Depend on us.